from deep inside your audio device of choice. I'm undergoing self-isolation. It's the only way to be. Just for the lack of stimulation. So come self-isolate with me. This Christmas Day is going to be incredible. The food will be great. You've never had it so edible. Day was a disaster. This one will be better and it'll go faster. You're gonna have the most beautiful tree, big and tall and old. Forget those silver ornaments. gonna make New Year's look very Chinese. There's gonna be jeweled chandeliers that may even be a trapeze. You're gonna absolutely love this day. I'll take great care of the women and the men. From New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to the annual Christmas, Hanukkah, everything else edition of the show. It's holiday time, and um, that was, of course, from earlier Christmases, um, 
when the occupant was in a uh, clearly more ebullient mood than he is at the present moment, when he, um, I believe, having been disappointed by so many of the judges he placed on the bench, he's trying to find if there's a way to unappoint them this weekend. That will be, I guess, a heavy lift. But um, we'll find out what his current state of mind is about the holiday towards the end of the broadcast. Won't you stay tuned? Speaking of which, this uh, holiday show bears a certain resemblance to one that uh, my wife Judith Owen and I have been doing in uh, live in concert around the country with special guests for about the past 15 years called uh, Christmas Without Tears. Always benefits for uh, either the homeless charities or the musician helping aiding charities in various cities, including here in New Orleans. This year, of course, we can't do it live, so uh, it is virtual. Uh, The first version of it aired last weekend, and you had to buy a ticket. Now it's on YouTube, an expanded version, and you don't have to buy no ticket. You don't have to pay the man nothing. Of course, there's tip jars there because um, we would like to help uh, the charities that we're trying to help. And the tip jars will be your way to do it. It's called Christmas Without Tears, a very virtual Christmas Without Tears on YouTube, whenever you want it. Um, Meanwhile, uh, why I brought it up is, like those shows, this show has always focused on a um, kind of a a sliding scale between reverence and uh, irreverence. And we hope to continue that tradition here Today. Well, out of all the ranges, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph, gotta leave the blues behind. Run, run, Rudolph, Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down.
say. Well, hip boom waiters and a cat that said go tiger. Well, I mentioned um, the shows that uh, Judith and I do, Christmas Without Tears. One of our uh, favorite, well, they're all our favorites. Come on. And you're all, you're all my favorite listeners, too. So congratulations. Now, one, uh, one of our uh, regular participants when we do the show in Los Angeles is uh, a woman by the name of Amy Engelhart. Used to be in a acapella vocal group called The Bob. She was Amy Bob then. She's Amy now. And she's one of the two people, 
or two uh, artists that um, have tackled a thorny issue of uh, a, a, a little a little uh, area of the Christmas story that's normally left, to say the least, under-discussed. The trouble started when we started to talk. My husband Joseph and me went for a walk. He saw my belly and broke out in a sweat, he said. How can you be pregnant? I ain't touched you yet. I'd like to think I'm not the gullible type. Don't go for mal-exaggeration or hype. So when I tell you this, it's gonna sound odd, but I think that I'm the portal for the Son of God. As a shepherd's wife gets I know where babies come from I got pets And Joseph spends all his time with the sheep But you know, I'm told that's cliche I don't remember no romantic date So now I'm thinking it was something I ate I am a virgin and that ain't no joke What you said? You know I think my holy water just broke How, how did this thing get in me? When I was a little girl, my mother said to me, Mary, if you play with those boys, you're going to get trouble. When do I get to play with the boys? Back at the stable now, I'm starting to push. The cattle are lowing and there's hay in my tush. They gave me frankincense and gold and some myrrh. But you know, if you all the girls, what I'd seriously prefer. I couldn't make up more incredible things. This is a trio of the holiest kings. And I believe them because I'm told that they're wise But they say that there's a miracle just north of my thighs Now, many years ago, many years before that, a uh, a comedy group that I was associated with, and uh, this will be another part of my uh, little tribute to the passing of the late David L. Lander, who was in that group, along with Michael McKeon. Uh, the group is called the Credibility Gap. We were on this, on this uh, label, record label. We had a record deal. And um, right up until... <laughs> Right up until it started stinking. It was a, a very cool situation. I mean, it always starts to stink eventually, but it was a very cool situation. Um, we were left alone to do our stuff. And as a matter of fact, we, we came up with, I think it was our idea, to do kind of a promotional Christmas thing. And, uh, and they, let us into this, <laughs> they let us into the studio, without, I think without charging us. And um, the guys from Little Feet and a couple other bands were around there, and we, we kind of wrangled them into playing with us, being our band, actually. Um, and, you know, there were all these kind of rock versions of rock oratorios and rock operas. And so this was the story of Joseph more than Mary. And you'll hear 
as the aforementioned David Olander as the uh, the key voice, the lead voice as the uh, wise men enter. And uh, this is called Something for Mary. Not heard in your area. Stay with me, play with me, 
the world's first and only rock Oreo. And uh, the role of Mary was played by Penelope Nichols. And now, the aforementioned Judith Owen. Buy me an Xbox and feed me some licorice. Tie me in tinsel and sing at my door. Buy me the latest, the greatest in everything. Drown me in chocolate, well, who could want more? But the best things, yes, the best things. They come at no price, yes, they're free and they're nicest. It's what you remember in spite of the glitter. And the best things, it's the best thing. The best thing this Christmas is you. Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Hitch up your reindeer uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy Johnny, leave a dog for Mary, leave something pretty for Johnny, and don't forget about Gary, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto, tell him James Brown sent you, Go straight to the ghetto You know that I know What you will see Cause that was once Me Hit it Hit it You see mothers And soul brothers 
Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Oh Lord Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so Fill every stocking you find You know that they need you so I'm begging you Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto If anyone wanna know Tell them Hank Ballard told me so Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Never thought I'd realize I'd be singing a song With water in my eyes Santa Claus Straight to the ghetto Don't leave nothing for me I've had my chance, you see Sign the cross Go straight to the ghetto Sign a cross The soul brother needs so Sign a cross I guess that was James Brown. This is Le Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, just a moment out from our holiday celebrations to celebrate the Apologies of the Week. We're so sorry. Can't do without these. This is what it's all about. Tiffany Haddish. She's revealed that she declined an invitation to host the Grammy pre-telecast ceremony after the Recording Academy asked her to perform without pay. I think we had this... I think we had this last week. Let's get to the new apologies, shall we? At least one congressional Republican is getting some blowback from back home for supporting (laughs) President Trump's efforts to get the Supreme Court to reverse the presidential election results. In an editorial, the Orlando Sentinel apologized for having endorsed Representative Michael Waltz, Republican of Florida, for re-election. They cited his decision to support that lawsuit that sought to negate the election results in Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. States that uh, Trump lost to Biden, apparently. Quote, we apologize to our readers for endorsing Michael Waltz. We had no idea, had no way of knowing at the time that Waltz was not committed to democracy. During our endorsement interview with the incumbent congressman, we didn't think to ask, quote, would you support an effort to throw out the votes of tens of millions of Americans in four states in order to overturn a presidential election and hand it to the person who lost Donald Trump? Our bad, unquote, the Orlando Sentinel. I guess they'll be more sentinelistic next time. General Gustav Perma, Perna, sorry, Chief Operating Officer for Orp, Operation Warp Speed, apologized this week after a number of states received fewer initial doses of the coronavirus vaccine than planned. He apologized repeatedly this weekend for confusion over vaccine deliveries to states. He attributed some of the problems to the federal government's miscalculation of how many doses of the Pfizer BioNTech and tech vaccine could be shipped. The discrepancies disrupted vaccination plans and stirred consternation 
you got to stir the consternation for it to really reach full flavor peak. Uh, Stirred consternation in at least 14 states. General Perna is in charge of the logistics for distributing the vaccines to the states. He took full and sole responsibility for the delays and confusion around the rollout and for the discrepancies between the number of doses states were expecting and what they were receiving. It was my fault, he said. It was a planning error. I am responsible. I want to take personal responsibility for the miscommunication, he said at a news conference. I had to lower the allocations to meet the releasable doses that were presented to me. So to the governors, please accept my personal apology if this was disruptive in your decision-making. He added, unquote, he added he did not understand with exactness the requirements for the release of each batch of doses. He referred several times to the FDA's involvement, but was unclear about how that would have delayed shipments. But at least he took responsibility. He also expressed confidence that we will have the agility to correct ourselves and get things right so the next time it will go flawlessly. Meaning the next pandemic? I don't know what he means. I know he's not Tiffany Haddish. That's what I know. Juice brand Tropicana has issued an apology after a recent ad encouraged parents to, quote, take a moment for themselves and have a mimosa. That ad sparked backlash. In a press release for the campaign, which has since been deleted, Tropicana referenced its study of a thousand parents, which found that 87% reported parenting to be so chaotic that, quote, sometimes they just needed a moment for themselves. Try having two puppies. That's all I can say. And nearly all parents agree that this year, more than ever, they look for ways to create small moments of brightness in their days, the release said. To help parents find those moments, Tropicana announced it was creating incognito mini-fridges filled with the makings for mimosas to provide moms and dads with the ultimate moment for themselves. The campaign featured celebrities like Gabrielle Union, Jerry O'Connell, and Molly Sims. Raise your hands if... Tropicana showed the mini-fridges filled with orange juice and champagne hidden in places such as a bathroom cabinet or the garage with the juice brand encouraging parents to share their own moments on social media. Yeah, any, any of them who did that, I think, you know, county, county officials could uh, swoop in and take the kids. Shortly after the campaign was released, it was met with criticism many accusing Tropicana's ad of being dangerous and normalizing addiction by encouraging parents to drink in secret. So Tropicana's apologized. Meanwhile, uh, as the New York Times has one headline today saying it's going to be a bleak winter coming up in terms of uh, the pandemic, they have another headline. Stuck at home, people are splurging on wine and spirits. So, you know, trust, trust the folks. They know what they're doing. People, you know, can make individual decisions for themselves. And Charleston City Councilman. Oh, yeah, we had him too. We don't have as many apologies as I thought. So there's more Christmas coming up, isn't there? Right about now.
See, maybe now I'll be a little easier for you to stay home this Christmas.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, little news, actual news. In the region of Murcia, Spain, known as Europe's Market Garden, Market Garden, mulch film, that's plastic covering over the crop lines, increases production in vegetable fields. But it involves using large amounts of plastic. This low-density plastic is difficult to completely remove from the fields. With time, it decomposes into smaller particles, which are absorbed by the soil, transported by water or wind, also ingested by animals. In order to know the status of communication, uh, contamination by microplastics in this zone, researchers from two universities, Wageningen, I said Wageningen, and Cartagena, and, but I also said Wageningen, analyzed the presence of these plastics in agricultural soil and also in sheep leavings, I'm being nice there, to determine the possible ingestion of plastics by the livestock that feed on post-harvest agricultural residues. Don't we all? They found that 100% of the soil samples analyzed contained microplastics, as did 92% of the samples of sheep leavings, I'm being nice, they, this in turn translates into concentrations of 2,000 particles of microplastics per kilogram, 900 per pound of soil, and 460 particles of kilogram per dry leavings. This analysis reveals a relevant concentration of plastics and warns about the ingestion of this material by sheep. You know, because the Welshmen have to... No, and that's not why they said that. Future studies should analyze how ingesting the plastics affects the organisms of these animals, despite the negative effects of the plastic and its accumulation in intensive agricultural zones. It's very difficult to do away with that, with that material, since techniques such as the use of mulch, mulch film enable savings in water and pesticides. These prove to be determining factors in semi-arid zones with scant rainfall, like the Mercia zone. Europe's Market Garden, 
Who knew their market garden was semi-arid? Reversing this brand will therefore require a change in paradigm in current agricultural production so as to relegate intensive cropping to a secondary role, according to the university study. So just be glad you're not a sheep on this week before Christmas. The Pentagon's inspector general, meantime, meantime, this didn't happen at the same time. It's just I got to it next. That's a little insight into news reading, ladies and gentlemen. Meantime, this happened at another time. The Pentagon's inspector general has complained that Defense Department attorneys are slow-walking an 11-month-old request to turn over executive branch emails. These emails relate to a $400 million border wall contract awarded to a construction company tied to, you want to guess, the Trump administration. Isn't that something? Isn't that wild? The slow review process has, quote, significantly delayed our access to the requested information, according to Acting Inspector General Sean O'Donnell in his report to Congress, without the requested emails. The emails. Again, with the emails. And other related information, we cannot complete our oversight work. He didn't identify the contract he's investigating, but uh, a member of Congress, Representative Benny Thompson, said the dispute concerns a contract that the Army Corps of Engineers... Hello, awarded to Fisher, Sand, and Gravel. Two officials familiar with the case confirmed that that is uh, what they're looking at. It seems clear the Trump administration is dragging its feet and cooperating with the investigation into the Fisher border wall contract, says uh, Thompson, a Mississippi Democrat, heads the Homeland Security Committee. He requested the review. He previously raised concerns of possible inappropriate interference or influence by White House officials, including the, 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 the president, in the award of the contract. Last December, the Army Corps of Engineers awarded the contract to design and build border infrastructure in Yuma County. Fisher hadn't been awarded a wall construction contract previously, as its proposals reportedly did not meet the operational requirements of Customs and Border Protection, and its prototype project came in late and over budget said Thompson. Well, there were, there are good, those are good reasons to give him a contract. Nevertheless, President Trump has personally repeatedly urged the Army Corps to avoid contracts to Fisher, Sand, and Gravel. He, uh, the, the head of the company, Tommy Fisher, promoted his uh, firm's wall-building ambitions on Fox News, and the president told the network that Fisher was recommended strongly by Republican Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, where the company was founded. Let's uh, let's let's slow walk everything. What do you think? News of the inspectors general, ladies and gentlemen. Even at Christmas time, it's a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Thank you.
Seems a little, a little too appropriate on this uh, weekend when martial law is being discussed in the White House, and and yet there's a triumphant tone from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I lost the biggest contest I ever had in my life. I lost the will to find my next age-inappropriate wife. I've lost the clout to flood the zone with self-generated strife. But I want Christmas. I lost the chance to prove to my dad that I'm really a winner. I lost to a horrible candidate who makes me lose my dinner. I lost because my campaign guy was just a dumb beginner. But I won Christmas. 
Christmas time is special. It puts retail on the map. The perfect gift for your whole list. Mega mug, a mega cap. I lost a list of lawyers who wouldn't make me ashamed. I'm quickly losing track of employees who can be blamed. I lost the way to find the leakers who couldn't be named. But I won Christmas. I lost my place on Rushmore. I lost my Nobel Prize. I lost my role as a model in Eric and Donnie's eyes. I lost the chance to prove that my hands are normal size. But hold on to your gun. No way that I'm done. Cause I want Christmas. Since it's so unusual for me to um, talk about the music here on this show, I forgot, or I didn't forget yet, need to mention that it was Jill Sobule who reported from Christmas with her family, and Weird Al Yankovic who reported on uh, Santa's unfortunate breakdown. And this is Paul and C.J. Vanston. And Judith Owen, who spent Christmas with the devil. That's it for this week. Next week, The Year in Rebuke, Part 2. Hope you'll join me then. Until then, a tip to the show chapeau to Pam Halstead and to Thomas Walsh here at WWNO for help with today's broadcast. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO, New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network.
Have a safe holiday. <laughs>